The Natural Hat Trick with Luke Lipinski, Craig Morgan, and Jamie Eisner. Welcome into episode 219 of the Natural Hat Trick podcast alongside Craig Morgan. I'm feeling it. Really? And Jamie Eisner? I don't know what it is. The Natty Hattie. Oh, there you go. I'm Luke Lipinski. It is time, gentlemen, for the Pacific Division preview. It is. Can we talk about Jamie's shirt? I don't want to. <laughs> that was the first time I actually noticed Jamie was here. Uh, it's been a while since you guys have brought up my shirt on the show. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even wear the American oh. Eagle stuff anymore. This one is um, Nature different. Boy. Yeah, it's Ric Flair. I know yes. who it is, but it's... Uh, look at that. At least he's not wearing... Can you wearing. describe what you're wearing? Uh, it is a gray shirt with Ric Flair in a bright pink robe. It is bright in, pink. In like baby blue uh, letters that say... Rick and then Flair in bright pink and because then baby blue name. nature boy. Yeah. Okay. How would you lot. describe the pose? It's almost majestic. It's almost Jesus like. <laughs> I'm just thankful that Jamie's not wearing the pink robe that Rick Flair is wearing on the shirt. I, I left it at home. Okay, good. Well, continue to leave it. I, I don't walk around. Him. The, yeah, I only walk around the park at night with it. <laughs> I don't even want to do start it over. So, yes. right, not only let's start over, let's start over from episode one. Like, let's just go all the way back to the beginning. Welcome into the Today's Slap Shop podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Eisner, here with... I think Steven Stamkos is overrated. And that's all I remember from the first hundred yeah, episodes. Yeah, we were yelling about Steven Stamkos and John Tavares even back then. Yes, and Max Pacioretty. Yes. I remember those three. You thought Stamkos was overrated. I thought Tavares was underrated. And I don't remember what we thought about Pacioretty. Yeah, I don't remember either. We were right. And that Montreal could... We like their scoring. Yeah. It was a while ago. It's clearly that. <laughs> the first episode was from 19 years ago. All right. I think everybody should subscribe, rate, and review the show. I, I think, think they, they should, should, too. <laughs> and they should follow us on Twitter. This is weird. Yes. Yeah. At the Natty Hattie. And let's begin with Braden Point signing for much less than I thought he was going to sign for. It's Tampa. Yeah. Apparently, Steve Eiserman taught others how to do this, too. <laughs> a lot less. Yeah. I mean, oh, shorter I mean, term. Like yeah, I mean, got, buying out RFA years. But right. yes, it, it's less than I expected. But we're this is kind of like the new middle ground, I guess, is buying out almost all of your RFA years at a number that's high, but not super high. But he didn't give up any UFA years. And nope. these years are worth less. And nobody's ever offer shooting anybody. Like, No, I mean, I know we talked about this all of last season heading into this offseason about how if there was ever going to be an offer sheet, it would be this summer. And I guess there technically was one for Sebastian Ajo that I'm pretty sure helped Carolina actually sign him for a cheaper price than they expected. Right. Thanks, Montreal. But thanks all of Canada (laughs) for all the assists you offered teams in trouble this summer. Although a lot of those assists went to a team in Canada, specifically Toronto. Um, You look at the guys that are still out there that are unsigned. If nobody's going to offer sheet Patrick Line, nobody's ever going to seriously offer sheet anybody. Because I don't know that you would get him. But you might be able to get him. Winnipeg doesn't seem to have an answer here. The season starts in a week. Well, they could have a lot of cap room soon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that's you know what's funny is every time one of these RFA signs, so will this lead to the signings of the other guys? No. Doesn't no, seem like actually, it. this is a club-friendly signing. I don't think it's going to impact the others. And if you listen to the agents, we're not close. We're not close on Line A. We're not close on Connor. We're not close on Rottenen. We're not close on Kachuk. And of those four 
the only one that I think their team can really survive without him for a little bit is Kachuk. And Calgary needs Kachuk, but they I just do. think Calgary is a good enough team where I, if they, let's say all, this isn't going to happen, but let's say all four of those guys miss the first month of the season. I think Calgary could get by. Uh, Jamie doesn't think Colorado's a playoff team even with Rantanen. So if they don't have him for a month, that's... It hurts. Yeah, it does. And again, they're, they're a bubble team, and that hurts. Winnipeg is... Winnipeg is bad. Winnipeg's fallen off a cliff this year. Like, I don't know if Winnipeg's a playoff team with both those guys. However, one of you fine gentlemen, so clearly not Jamie, discovered a list of the top five reasons that Winnipeg is still a cup contender. Is that... <laughs> I, I, oh, yeah, I haven't yeah, seen this, so oh, yeah. I, want, I want somebody five to read Five reasons. They found five reasons. Hold on real quick before we move on. Braden Point's deal was three years, $6.75 million, in case anybody didn't know the numbers. Okay, now go ahead. Would you like to hear all five reasons? I couldn't find one, but... Now, this is... This is from Sportsnet. Okay. This was written yesterday. It was. It was written yesterday. This was not from the summer when they hadn't lost their entire blue line other than Josh Morrissey. And they didn't have two key players holding out. Number one, embarrassment of riches. Okay, well, let's break this down. Do they have a lot of guys named Rich? Maybe they're talking about True North? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Or their first line. Like, the first line's nice. Yeah. But... Yeah. But that's not an embarrassment of an embarrassment, riches. Any paragraph that talks about embarrassment of riches that includes Andrew Kopp, Adam Lowry, and Matthew Perot, and Jack Roslevic. Does it? I, I thought no, I was I'm looking out. on a fan site for a moment here when I'm I read out. this. Roslevic could be okay. Embarrassment of riches. Does it say embarrassment of unsigned riches? Because <laughs> that makes a lot more sense in the given context. But okay, we're going to go ahead embarrassing and say, analysis. But, but, but look, okay, let's just <laughs> embarrassment. Give, let's give them like half credit, assuming they get Line A and Connor back. Okay, it's still a, that's still a, a damn good forward core. Okay, number two, growth. They've been so good for some time now. It can be easy to forget how young the Jets are. Shifley is just twenty six. Josh Morrissey just twenty four. Kyle Connor twenty two. Patrick Line twenty one. True, there could be some progression in those players. Probably not much more in Shifley. Are you going to really get more points out of Shifley? No. I mean, no. We're talking about how pr- progression from elite players is, is yeah. limited. I mean, Josh Morrissey, maybe. The, maybe he's got nobody maybe around him. Upside, yeah. But he's got nobody be, around him now. Yeah. Well, He's yeah. going to play 60 I, I think minutes a game. Quite, I mean, what, what's the problem? That it's not Jacob Truba? <laughs> Number three, team okay. defense with a C. We need to talk Worse about yet. this. Do we talk about the C in Canadian defense first? Yeah, I mean it's just it offends me. It, it's ridiculous. That's but what I'll say. if you look at if you read the three <laughs> paragraphs they write, it doesn't say anything about the team's defense. It's just saying that the Jets rode a good defense to the conference final a couple years ago, and they need to play better defense this year. And if they play better defense, they will be successful. But they doesn't say that their defense is good enough. So, it's just saying, and it doesn't mention that they lost four defensemen. No, it's just saying we need to play good defense. <laughs> so it's just the idea of good yes. team defense would that, help a team. That defense exists hey. in the game of hockey is a reason why the Winnipeg Jets okay. could get there. And they which, are aware that it's a thing. Which is counterintuitive yeah. because the, the fact that defense exists is the biggest problem for Winnipeg that's, right that's now. That's true. <laughs> there was no defense. Four. So are we going to say that's a disagree? Oh, that's just delete that entire yes. entry. Number four, Connor Hellebuck. Jamie, uh, if he plays like he did two years ago, then they can overcome a lot of warts. But I don't think that they makes him a cup contender. He needs to play out of his mind with he the does. team as it's currently constructed. And I've been on the Winnipeg could still be a a team you don't want to face in the playoffs. I've been on that train for a while until they lost everybody this summer. Yeah, their entire blue line. It, basically, until Bufflin 
made it look like he's going to retire because yes. if he does, then bringing Line A and Connor back is cute and fun and you'll score goals, but you're not winning playoff series. Well, even if Buffalo plays half a season, I mean, you have to get into the playoffs to be a playoff team. If you could and tell like, me, <laughs> if you told me that they were going to bring both those guys back and Buffalo was going to play the second half of the season, not the first half, but the second half, I would say they, they're still a playoff team. I don't think so. Number five, next man up. Oh Here's a bunch of guys who could or could not make the roster, and that's a reason they're a cup contender. <laughs> I'm not even going to mention their names. Sammy Nico and Tucker Pullman are Why the are we talking why. about this? Really? It, this is, this is, so this fan, excuse me, Sportsnet uh, article. It felt like. This, um. It felt like this is, this, this should have been like on Sports Pickle. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> like they're messing with us. Such a great name. Man. Like they're messing you say with pickle? us. I like the way you say pickle. Pickle. Yeah. He really good. does have like some it's emphasis like, on it. Yeah. Delivery on that. It's like Sports Pickle. 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 Yeah. It says it like in a condescending way. Yes. I don't know yes. how. Somehow he manages that. <laughs> he turned pickle really? into a condescending word. I'm a condescending person. Yeah, you are. pickle into a condescending word. You should not work in a deli. Or if you do, you should work in a deli in New York. Right. You want a pickle? you like a pickle? Pickle. You look like somebody that would want to By the pickle way, with their sandwich. The next article down, if you scroll down, is five reasons why the Jets could disappoint in 2019-20. And I'm going to read you just quick. Too many ifs. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be the same five. Loss of veteran leadership. Second line center situation. Center spelled incorrectly. Canada. Central rising, which, again, we need to talk about this central rising garbage storyline because it's not the case at all. This is not the central. And the dressing room. Like, it's under construction or what? <laughs> Bad in the room? Uh, that what they're saying? Uh, uh, yeah. Line A? Well, that's just the first well, name that's mentioned here. He did apologize. Segway. Oh, look at that. Patrick Line did apologize. I feel better about the Jets, don't you? No. All right. Um, Dan Girardi, retiring. You don't even want to read Patrick Line's apology, huh? You don't even buy it. Oh, You didn't buy it at all? It's It's fine. <laughs> there it is. I don't even have it's the exact fine. quote. I have uh, Brian Little's interpretation of his apology. You know what the best apology is? Scoring 40 goals this year. Yeah. Nobody will care. Um, yeah, see, I just have his original quote. Of, with the merits I have somewhere else, I'd have an opportunity to play with the best players. Right. Everybody who understands hockey knows that. There are top lines, and then there's our line, but I play with the guys I'm told there's to play. top lines, and then there's our line. That's the sort of thing that you put up on the wall in the locker room. Well, that's the type of thing that you say if you're not a player. <laughs> like, yes, I can say that you shouldn't be playing with Brian, Byron Little, but like... Brian Little should Little, put that up in Patrick Laine's stall yeah. before he, yeah. Patrick Laine arrives. Well, he's got time. Yeah. Because Patrick Laine is not arriving anytime soon, apparently. Although by saying that, I've guaranteed he signs before we post today's podcast. There you go. Um, okay, Dan Girardi. You have a Dan Girardi story for us. Is I it, do. Is it podcast Dan Girardi, friendly? you know, you got you to gotta give it to a guy who is undrafted, right? Invited to the Rangers camp 2005, earned himself a two-way, and here he is 14 years later. He carved out a nice little career for himself, and I know he was taking some criticism at the end. Fair criticism, but he carved out a 14-year career for himself. Somehow got a puck lodged in his visor, the only time I've ever seen that happen. I don't think it's possible that anyone could ever do it again. I've never, on any level of hockey, ever seen anything quite like that. Mm. Yeah. So thank you for that, Dan Girardi. Thank you for the... League-leading amount of shots that you have blocked. He's number one on the the all-time list since they started keeping that stat. And here's a great quote, or a a great anecdote from Derek Stepan. I asked him about it. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. We were warned about this. I don't know what's coming, so... It's kind of gross. That's all you've told us so far. Playing the Dallas Stars. Alex Goligoski was on the Stars then. Goligoski fakes a dump-in, takes a slap shot from the neutral zone. 
Girardi turns his leg because he thinks he's turn, pivoting to go get the dump in. Instead, he absorbs Alex Goligoski's slap shot on the ankle bone. Oh. Step said this thing just blew up. It was so swollen. There's just so much fluid. So they basically had to drill a hole in his ankle, and they put a drain, mm. like a pipe, or not a pipe, but a, like a hose yeah. that was draining the liquid. Where did it drain? Into a fanny pack that Dan Girardi wore. <laughs> so this fluid was pumping into his fanny pack that he wore for, as Step put it, three to four days. Dan Girardi being the guy that he is, he put a Gucci G on the front of oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fanny pack. He made it designer. Uh, classy. <laughs> That's my Dan Girardi You want to make sure it's classy at all times. Good stuff from Step. It is. That is solid yeah. right there. 11-12 season was his best year. Uh, if you remember that year, he was a Norse, at least contender. That season was oh, an all star. Wow. Yeah, you're right. I played totally all 82 games. Uh, yeah, I mean that he was really strong. That that kind of couple year period, he got hurt. Uh, not gonna get hurt, but they had that half half season the year after that two year period, 11, 12, and then the 13 season was really him. I mean the peak for Dan Girardi. 11, the 12, they made the conference final, right? And they lost to New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, that was yeah. that was the year the Coyotes. That was, yeah. Now that, that we won look, the cup at yeah. L A, just not gotten hot late. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, or Coyote fans. Game three of that series been officiated properly but hey <laughs> all right the islanders breaking ground on a new arena must be nice i you know somebody brought and this up to me more games can be played at the coliseum this year yes they moved a bunch more somebody asked me yesterday where do the islanders play now and i said honestly i can't even tell you at this point because they they switch where they're playing every like 14 hours was it i was like seven more games they moved to the yeah. coliseum just keep playing there until you get the new stadium. Yeah, you know, I don't know like, why you wouldn't. You have the new stadium because I have to go on that road trip. I'd rather they play at Barclays because you know yeah. it's closer. And you can park your car right next to the glass. Well, I don't even park. I don't even have to drive there. Oh, okay, that's the, well. You, I mean, you you got to ride the bus into Barclays on that weird bus elevator that moves. That is strange. I think at a quarter mile per hour as it descends. That sounds exciting. You can literally count the cracks in the walls as you go down. <laughs> it sounds disturbing, uh, actually. All right. Anyway. Ready for the Pacific Division preview? I'm so ready. Are you? Uh, well, I, I should point out, Craig and the notes put each team's logo next yeah. to the uh, section. I try to spice it up. Yeah. You really? Keep you guys on your toes. Took it to a whole new level. Whose logo is that again? I, Sorry. So how are we handling this? Are we briefly going to mention the Coyotes or well, not you, at all? You look at the logo. Oh, yeah. We should talk about that. You, define, you, you recognize the team, hopefully, from that, and then we ask questions. Yes. Okay. I understand sorry. that, Craig. Thank you. Is we're, this what your class is like, that we're all going to audit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going into that class. Us and all of our Twitter followers are just going to show up in the back of the class. How big is your class? Is it one of those 500? I'm not answering any questions. About I'm going to show up in the pink robe. Including I, location. I already have somebody looking into it, okay. so we're fine. Um, so here's what I'll say about the Coyotes. My fear is that it's a small class and I won't be able to sneak I in. I don't care. You won't be able to sneak yeah, in. Yeah, it seems like it's a small class based on what I've heard. Yeah, and okay. also your photo's up just inside the door. Oh, okay. I'll get in. So the Coyotes... Actually, that's almost better than going to the class, the fact that my photo's up yeah. on the wall. I give them enough of my damn money. I'm going to get in that class. Yeah, I can go to any class I want to for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hmm. sorry, the Coyotes. Sorry, yeah. The Coyotes are a Pacific Division team. They're also for a now. hockey team. We'll talk about them another day. So we're leaving them out of this. Preview. We're going to leave them out yeah. of the Pacific Division preview. I think. Just like the NHL in a couple of years. But we're going to we'll address them. I'm sure in the listener questions. You mean Houston? Uh, no, I just mean they're going to move to the Central. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next Quebec week City. we will do a full Coyotes yeah. specific preview. Yes. Oh, sorry, you guys, you you guys are you want to? Should we just go back to episode one again? Okay. No, Craig wasn't on episode one. He came yeah. in the special guest week three and then never left. I know that's why. I um, like that red and black couch or chair, whatever it was. The most uncomfortable thing we've ever yeah, bought. Whatever happened to that thing? Uh, I think it got taken by Keith. 
If you remember, remember okay. Keith. Yeah, yes. he took him. You think he's reenacting the podcast right now? I doubt it. Oh, well. That's a shame. Let's start with the Flames. Let's. Okay. Mark Giordano at 36. Whew. Coming off a remarkable season. Can he keep it up for at least another year? We agree Calgary's a cup contender. An actual cup contender. Uh, do we? Well, in the context that... Uh, that they're in the West? Yeah, yes. and somebody has to come out of the West. <laughs> yes. So yes. Put it this way. They're, okay. they, yes, they are a Western Conference contender. Amazing that we're talking like this, isn't it? Remember how short a time ago it was yeah. that the West just was dominant? I just think there's the three best teams in the league are in the East, in, yep. in the same division. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, they're... Maybe they're, even a fourth team might be They're the a contender, but they're, they're a Tier 2 contender, but they're a contender because of their geographic location. Okay, but what teams in the Western Conference do you definitively like more than Calgary? Vegas. Vegas. And, and that's yeah, where the list stops. Yeah. Okay, so they're a contender then. Yes, <laughs> if anything happens to Vegas, Calgary's yeah, like technically. the, the runner-up. Uh, so how do we feel about Giordano? I think he can keep it up for another year. I mean, I don't see any reason why he, why he can't still be a productive player for a couple more seasons. But yeah, at some point, he, soon here, he's probably going to slow down. You can't be too reliant on him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's at some point, but... I have no reason to believe it won't be this year. There's plenty of talent there, plenty of talent on that blue line. He hasn't shown really any signs of slowing down. Are we worried at all about David Riddick and goal all of a sudden <laughs> being the answer on a, on a potential cup contender? I, I would, I'd be losing sleep over that if I, I, yeah. any, if I was a Flames fan or anybody involved in an organization. I, it was it was fun what he did last year because he was kind of a surprise and kind of overachieved, and it's it's nice to have a. It's nice to have a goalie do that for you, but it's, that's a lot different than, hey, you're our number one. And by the way, we expect to be in the Stanley Cup. And this isn't like, I don't know, pick some random team that really, like Montreal doesn't have a chance to make the Stanley Cup, but I'm sure they still expect to be in the Stanley Cup. Calgary actually has a chance. If you were looking at Calgary and they had an above average established league goalie, I don't know who that would be. Not as good as Ben Bishop. If they had Connor Hellebuck. Okay, or, well, yeah. But I think what if they... They couldn't do it because they have to sign Kachuk and they couldn't make the money work, but because of the James Neal deal they end up getting out of for Lucic by getting into Lucic. But if they signed Robin Lehner, yeah, I would, yeah, would be thinking a lot different about this team. They can't afford it, but I would have been thinking a lot different. I Look, goaltending has been a problem for them since the end of the Mika Kippersoff run. And it's gonna it's gonna continue to be a problem for them, and I just don't I can't see how this team is gonna win four playoff series, which would win them the cup. I suppose it's the kind of move you can make at the deadline, huh? Maybe, but how much how much money are you gonna have? You're gonna have to sign Kachuk. It's no. gonna eat up all would of you, your cap space. Let's let's throw out a scenario and don't freak out Coyotes fans. Suppose the Coyotes are not like in the this. playoffs. Uh, oh. Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper should be. I mean, that's interesting. That, but what would you? I mean, I guess that's what. If only, you're the Coyotes, uh, 1. something million. Do you want to move Kemper if he's playing the way he did last year, or the no. way he looks in the preseason? I mean, it, no. even if you even if I have you don't no idea how like that's going to shake it, out, right? I'd almost rather just keep both these guys past this year if I could. Well, you got to sign Kemper then. Yeah, no, I know, so. but I'm saying like I would almost make that a priority if he's going to play the same. Yeah, um, and we'll see what happens there. I, I don't know if they can sign Kemper if Ronta's healthy, but that's we'll get into that another day. Uh, but it's going to be tough for them to make a move. They're not going to have any space. They're going to have to make dollar for dollar deals, or so, if somebody gets a long term injury, like they're not going to have room after they sign Kachuk. Right, and that's the thing. They got to sign Kachuk at, at that point. You're pretty much out of cap space. Yeah, I mean they have what six point three million right now, yeah. and that's that's going to Kachuk. Yep. How so, many teams? And I don't know the answer to this. I'm not like quizzing you guys, but how many teams have gone out as contenders and added their starting goalie at the deadline? That I can't. Oh, I can't think, think of, of a time that happens. So either way, you need not Riddick for that to be good. season. I guess Devin Dubnik would be, but like it wasn't for that season. Yeah, per se. 
But I'm just saying, like, let's say Calgary goes on a run to the Western Conference Finals. Is it really possible that their goalie's not on their roster right now? That they go out and get him at the end it's of February? It's possible. I, just don't th- I think if they had the dollars to make it work, I think they'd have a good chance. I just don't know how they're going to get that to work. I just don't know how you can like, bring who a guy are you getting? In. Like, Kemper makes perfect sense in terms of what his dollar value to his talent level is. Like, that's a perfect go, go yeah. get. But, like, the Coyotes are playoff contenders. They're probably not going to make that move. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know who else you're going to get there. I just can't think of a team that went on a serious run after they traded for their starting goalie at the deadline. So yeah. no, the but, point is, either way, you're going to need Riddick to be yeah. good enough to get you to that point. Yes. I mean, and, we've seen teams insert all the goalies midseason. Like, I, I guess there's not that big of a difference between bringing a guy up from the AHL and trading for a guy if they get you to that point. It's just yeah. not something we typically see. Yeah. Um, Craig, you all right? Craig is yawning I'm, I'm, into I'm the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you need more coffee? Mm, yeah, in fact, I've got it right next to me. Uh, how did the Flames recover from getting just Milan run Lucic. off the ice by Colorado? And then from getting Milan Lucic <laughs> onto their roster? <laughs> Maybe a better question. Yeah, that's true. But that one wasn't in the notes. It is, it, it's a good question, right? Because you, you have that sort of season, you think you're moving forward, and then, oops, didn't go so well in the yeah, playoffs. Don't, and Don't forget, they were the other number one seed that lost in the first yeah. round last year. That was a terrible matchup. It was. Like, that was worst-case scenario. Even this, despite the fact that Colorado wasn't as good of a team as they were, they could run up and down the ice with the Flames. I, they could get them in the I mean, first round they could do it again. again. I mean, yeah. it's very possible that, that that's another 1-6 matchup again, but... Or 1-8, but... Uh, I was going to say, what, whatever. what playoff format I are you know, following? Whatever. 1-8 uh, matchup again, but, man, I just... I don't know. There's something about this Flames team that is just—I mean—they were the kings of nonlinear progression. That this is the team that spawned that phrase. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. I just something that sounds about like this, a Kings of Leon cover band. I love their blue line, but just something about this forward group outside that top line just it scares me. There are a lot of these teams that they can't put more than one forward line out on the ice. Yeah, now, but if, maybe, there, if there's enough teams that can't put more than one forward line out on the ice, then you're all good. Look, if, you know, if Backlund has another big season, if Sam Bennett—I mean, look—it was Filled a five, out that playoff. It was I mean, a five, eleven yeah, points in the playoffs. He's yeah. pretty good in the playoffs. Uh, our yeah, our writer up there, Scott Crookshank, said he was by far their best player in the postseason last year. But can, he hasn't been the regular season. Can we now. throw it back to like the early episodes of this yes. show and ask yeah. Jamie how he feels about, about burning the a year burning in San Benet CLC to get swept? Yeah, <laughs> still a dumb decision. Uh, all right, anything else on Calgary? Is this? I mean, is this the best blue line in the division? It's in the contention. It's in contention. Probably, probably. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's Jordano, Brody, Hannafin, Hamannick, Killington. Offensive abilities. Still want to see what Phil Housley can do here. We're not going to talk about the Coyotes today. We're going to talk about, about the Coyotes by not talking about them. We're yeah. just, just, just keep briefly referencing them like they're not in the room. Also, when we get to listener questions, we're going to talk a lot about the Coyotes. So this is false advertising. But mm-hmm. we're going to do the preview next week. Vegas. Vegas. Uh, all of our picks to go to the Stanley Cup? I think so. Yeah. Uh, the weak Western Conference. So probably they won't now because we've all predicted they will. I mean, they are not unbeatable. No. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? no, that blue line is awful. Yeah. Yeah. Don't they need to upgrade that at some point? Yeah. Yeah. I really was waiting for them to add Eric Carlson at some point, and they never did. That's we all were. It's so funny because thinking about thinking all the way back to the expansion draft, what was the narrative? That they were going to be able to get a bunch of good defensemen. Yeah. And then they didn't. Yeah, they got Nate they got Schmidt. Schmidt instead of Grubauer, which was again, which was good. But Grubauer, they, they've had to move Sorry, some other. You say it like that every time. <laughs> I I, I Did, love the deal that Grubauer. Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not sure if I hate this or love this. I mean, the, the trade for Shea Theodore I liked, but 
I mean, you, you look at their, I mean, Braden McNabb, John Merrill, Derek England, Jimmy Schultz, if he makes the team. Like, mm-hmm. No, they're going to have to it's add It's not good. Yeah. Um, and, and if you are, like, Vegas is such an interesting case study, and they have been that way since they came into the league, because their farm system isn't bad, but we've talked about this before. Do they really need a farm system? Just trade those pieces for a defenseman. If you're going to be able to get players to sign in Vegas anyway, you can almost make other teams... You know, you can't have nobody in your farm system. No, but they made the trade. Like, they made the, the Brandstrom trade for Mark Stone. Yeah. Uh, you know, so... I mean, they still have a couple pieces, like Nick Haig on, on the blue line, but... I mean, you're going into your third season, and your window's open, and this is your time to try and win yeah. the cup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now. I mean, what? Yeah, but think about. It. I'm right though. It's, I know it's crazy. it is true. And Mark Stone's so good. By the way, can we just talk about Mark Stone for a moment? Yes. Everything Mark Stone does. He is a terrific player. He is a they are they player. are the Kansas City Chiefs of hockey. They're mm. going to have to overcome their complete inability to stop anybody on defense by just overpowering everybody in scoring, and they can do it. I mean, look if. And this is going to be like a weird X-Factor player, but if Brandon Peary can put it together at the NHL level for an extended period of time on a third line... Yeah, how about they just don't ask him to play defense? Okay, just give up. Just, yeah, just we, hang we, Actually, you already line. did long ago, yeah. so... We're just going to We're going to embrace that. I mean, they, they could roll three elite forward lines. Like, that, that's... Again, it, their defense is terrible. But yeah. They can come at you with speed. And, and nobody else in the West can do that. Nobody else has that forward depth. Yeah, and then on the fourth line, they can have Ryan Reeves beat the crap out of everybody. Like, that's... I mean, it's a real... I'm all it, in on his anti-Tom Wilson If policy. they had two defensemen, two more defensemen, two top four defensemen on this team... They could win the Cup. They would... Yes. They would be in contention with all those Atlantic teams. They could be rested when well, they got to the, the Cup. cup. While, while the Eastern... Like, yeah, they would be really in like, that mix. They right? have... I mean, they... They obviously recognize that, but if we're saying that they are the fourth best team in hockey on paper, let's say right now going into the season, okay? Let's just—if you don't think they're the fourth, you have them the third fourth, or fifth but, or something. But the easiest, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. the other three are all going to beat each other up. They yeah. don't have to play the other three; they have to play one of the other three. Yeah, and maybe not even any. I mean, maybe those three teams beat each other up, and then I don't know. Let's say Pittsburgh goes to the Stanley Cup. <laughs> what right. year is this? Hilarious. Washington. The Sorry, what year? I don't know, but somebody, you, somebody. Can't, you can't do that without a duck. Uh, no, I can only do it yeah, because there is no ducks. No ducks are they playing today in the pond outside? There's a lot of puddles in the parking lot right now. Okay. Um, and we should note, too, that Craig broke out the cowbell for Chicago Bears talk prior to the show. Yeah, you did. I did. You need a separate Coming cowbell. Coming off a win. A separate Mitchell Trubisky I mean, uh, cowbell. It, yeah, it should just be a Mitch Trubisky yeah. cowbell. Just his face on it. Mm. Yeah. Um, Patrick is, Mahomes is Max, on the other side, yeah. smiling. <laughs> no, they didn't want Patrick Mahomes. You can't even have had me. On, on, on is Max Patrick the greatest Imagine where player. you'd be. Is Patch is the greatest preseason player of all time right now? Ooh, he, yeah, the other night he was unreal. It's like him and Justin Hodgman, like one-two mixing. Hey, like hey, hey, don't throw him in that mix. I mean, nobody really yeah. quite touches Justin Hodgman. What's, uh, yeah, how dare you elevate Max Patch already? What does he want? Um, why Why was there so much talk in the offseason that they were going to have to move March so or Patch already? And then that just went away, and they're well, like, hey, we could win the cup instead. They had to do other things. Yeah. Look, Pacioretty did not have a good season last they year. They had to do Nikita other things. Gusev. That's the most Nikita vague Gusev answer. got traded. Yeah. You, you yeah. familiar with some of their offseason moves? Vaguely. Do you remember those yeah, still? A few. I mean, I don't either. I really. thought maybe we'd bring them I up. I know they made some moves. The season previous. Like all the, everybody that needed help from other teams got help from other teams. Yeah. yeah. Inexplicably. Like the cup, can, cup contenders got help from, from other teams to get out of their cap hell. There's going to be less parity this year. Why did you do that? The saving, Why did you do that? I say that to my daughters. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? What do they say? Actually, the answer is there is no why, really. That's just the wrong thing to do. Oh, it's not even a question anymore. Mm -hmm. It's more of a life lesson. Because, you know, you give them an out if you say, 
Oh, oh, here's my reason. Yeah. There's no good reason. Aren't you kind of curious, though? There's no good reason for what you did, Ottawa. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, you turn this on Eugene Melnick. The, The one thing that is, I mean, if you looked at the Vegas point totals last year, from their forwards, there's some room to improve. Like, Pacioretty's got room to improve. I think even Marcheseau's got room to improve. We, This might be what William Carlson is, but we have seen more from him. I mean, so they do have... I mean, Paul Stastny can be more than a 42-point player. I mean, that, that I guess... and Because if he plays the full season, because he, he only played 50 games last year. So, they got Stone, they got Marcheseau, they got Riley Smith, they got Alex Took. They've this is a they've really a good forward group. It's a really good just team, and they've been to the cup already. Yeah, they need so like what, it's not it's not defenseman. You they can't do. even play that that typical question of yeah, but are they are they ready to win three playoff series and get there? They've already done it, and they had a worse roster at that point. I think they'll go get a defenseman at some point. Just, I, this is this is free their, up some money. It has yeah, but you have to find a way, and you have to make that move at the deadline this year because yeah, they can win the cup. They can win the cup. Cody hey. Glass. Think he's ready? Maybe. Sixth yeah. overall pick in 2017. Speaking of embarrassment of riches. Yeah. This team actually has an embarrassment Up of riches. Up front, yeah. Yeah. Um, Such a good forward. They can ease him into the lineup. Yeah, like they I, don't need him. I mean, yeah. give him nine games. Why not? But the, Or they could just, yeah, just like you said, ease him into a, an easier role. Yeah. Like, he could play. Like pressure. Third be the, yeah, let him be the third line. Let him be line, top nine. You never know how a player's going to react when he gets traded like Mark Stone I mean you, you never know there's always that that question of like maybe he was just really good because he was the guy in Ottawa and maybe he'll still be good in Vegas but he won't be as productive he was so much more productive when he got to Vegas yeah. he's gonna be scary good this season um, Mark andre Fleury do you have confidence he can still carry them at 35 I do yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah actually some of his underlying numbers were really good last year so he's still He's still playing at an elite level. Again, you wonder how long this lasts, but Vegas' cup window is open right now. So you have all those pieces, and I, I still feel comfortable going into the playoffs with him. Absolutely, I do. I mean, he, he was really, really good last year. I think they kind of got lost in the shuffle, but he was really good for them. Now, if that, that blue line has gotten worse, you start to wonder if you're putting too much pressure on Marc-Andre Fleury at some point. We haven't seen Malcolm Subban play to the level that you'd feel confident going with him for long stretches. Neither that with Garrett Sparks or Oscar Dansk or any of the other guys they have in their system. Garrett Sparks reference. So Solid. Like, eh. Like, if he gets hurt, it's, it's a like if you were talking about what's what's the easiest way this team could really struggle, it's if, if their goaltender gets hurt because yeah. now you have your entire back end is a disaster. That happened their first year when they lost all of their goalies and still somehow made the cup. But I think that you need to. He played sixty-one games last year, and if you remember, it's like he played the first sixty games of the season. Remember, and then they yeah. just sat him for three weeks, and he played like once at the end of the year. That's not. That's the one thing I, I disagree with Gallant on is they're going to have to find a better way to balance that out even if you're going to lead on him for 61 games because like you said craig it's i mean this is their cup window right now you got to spread that out a little bit you yeah. can't you can't just you can't run him into the ground and then take him out of his rhythm and then put him back in the playoffs agreed also and, um they probably should have made the stanley cup last year or at least they definitely st louis have. at some point and we now yeah. have a new new which video is a good segue to san jose yeah there's nothing else in Vegas. Did anybody else get luck- that lucky last year? No, not really. I mean, we don't. We've talked about so many times how this franchise just did everything right in its expansion season, You're calling us everything top to bottom. Okay, well then let's let's go to San Jose. Okay, who uh, benefited mm. greatly from a call on? Actually, San Jose benefited greatly on a few calls call. last year in the playoffs. Yes. 
but also they were one of the more exciting teams to watch in the playoffs, and that Game 7 against Vegas was unreal. They have an elite blue line. Is that going to be enough? Because now they don't have Joe Pavelski. Enough for what? I still think they're a playoff team. Yeah, they're a playoff team. I don't think they make a deep playoff run. I think they got lucky last year, too, and losing Joe Pavelski. He was the heart and soul of this team, and he's a great player. He's a great playoff performer. I just don't see it with this team. I I asked this question of you guys in the show notes. Are the Sharks a couple years away from becoming L.A. and Anaheim, where they fall? Or does this blue line sustain that? I mean, Brent Burns is not young either, by the way. Neither is Mark Edward Vlasic. They have... They have decent young players, though. Like, Meyer's a really good player. Hurdle's streaky, but he's, he's pretty good. Well, those guys look like without Pavelski and Thornton, I think they're taking some pressure away from them. I, they're not as good, obviously, but I think they're still good. I, I don't think they're, when they bottom out that they're going to just be terrible unless they end up like moving those guys and just decide to bottom out because they're not going to be cup contenders or, or whatever. But I think as long as you have Meyer and Hurdle to build around, and they have some, I mean, they've drafted well. They have some other guys. Like, LeBanc's not an amazing player, but he's okay. For, for what he is. So I don't think they're going to bottom out to L.A. Kings levels. Yeah, but I don't think we thought L.A. would bottom out the way they did. Like, none of their – like, literally zero of their wingers developed. Yeah, but you you could see L.A. as the rest of the league was evolving or progressing or whatever you want to call it to smaller and faster. L.A. just being stubborn and stuck in their ways. And yeah. You could tell that was going to bite them pretty badly. It would, but I think we I think at least a lot of us thought that maybe Tyler Toffoli was going to be a star in the mm-hmm. league. And maybe Tanner Pearson was worthy of playing a second-line role. And, mm-hmm. You know, and all of those pieces that just didn't – I mean, we all knew Dustin Brown was on his way down, and some of the other pieces. But somehow he's their best player now. It's yeah, weird. it was it was very weird. And, you know, Kopitar hasn't been the same. Dowdy's been good, but not great. Like it's been it's been weird. Like their stars regressed all at the same time, while none of their Jonathan guys Quick developed. has vanished. Yeah, he really has. He played in that game against the Coyotes the other night, and it didn't even look like it was Jonathan Quick. That defense, the the core of Carlson, Burns, and Vlasic, they're all together for the next seven years, and Carlson and Vlasic are together beyond that. So, this is your defense for a while. Yeah, until they're 8,000 years old. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't know. What, what's San Jose's upside in your mind? Playoff team. And nothing more? You don't think they could do a little damage, like if they played the right team? I think they're... Against the West, I guess. Yeah, I think, they think they're like an out in the second round team. Like, I think that's kind of where they are at the moment. That's we, their ceiling. We yeah. are going to have to find some teams that win a playoff series in the West. Yeah, Vegas. Calgary. Vegas and Calgary yeah. And yeah. could win <laughs> playoff series. Um, <laughs> Somebody else is going to have to. Say, I guess St. Louis. St. Louis could yeah. win a, a yeah, series. Go to the Central. You can find Yeah. Okay. But somebody's going to win a peg. Not Colorado. Somebody's Nashville have could win a playoff series. Somebody has to win the 2-3 matchup in the Pacific. Unless it's the team we're not previewing yeah, the today. Okay. And then they will lose to Vegas. Is Martin Jones still capable of being a number one goalie? You know Vegas is out for revenge in that series. Giant shrug emoji. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Because if the Martin Jones from last year shows up again, they ain't winning anything. Every time Jamie verbalizes a shrug emoji, I just want to throw something at him. Where's that cowbell? Where's your duck? Where's your duck? I would have thrown him at you. You don't have a duck again. I had uh, a duck last week. Yeah, but you did like two weeks ago. Like you need to bring your ducks every week. In place. There are rules in place, aren't there, Jamie? There's there a cowbell here every week. There's, there's there a cowbell here every okay, week. Okay, so let's establish some rules. There has to be at least one duck every week? One yes. duck has to show each week. I don't yeah. want to bring five ducks in every week. I, I'm, oh, I, what you know, do with your ducks is your take business. Care of your Just children. Make sure one of them's here. Okay, so one it's of too them. too much? You have to take care of your children? Yeah, they can, okay. with five, they can take care of each other. Well, I mean, what are you doing? Why do you have five? That's Look, that's what the mailman brought me. So that's just the way it worked out. Wrong on many levels. Is, no it's, comment. It's literally what happened. So back to the Sharks. Uh, 
depth is going to be a concern. Forward depth and that bottom, those bottom two lines are gone. <laughs> and seen. gone. <laughs> <laughs> I did not follow that. What, what, what a dramatic like pause. Like, what, Melko Carlson, Marcus Sorensen, Dylan Gambrell. Johnny Brzezinski, like, yeah. this is what the bottom six looks like in San Jose now. I'm kind of done talking about the Sharks. I gotta okay. be honest. I don't, I don't know why. Let's I just, let's move on. They're, they're fine. Like, let's, Meyer's exciting. Hurdle's exciting. Carlson's exciting. Kane's going to score 30. Let's yeah. move on to that other team whose logo almost looks like a shark, too. All right, the Vancouver I'm not really Canucks. sure what it is. It's probably a whale. It's probably, I'm not really sure what it is. I'm going to, it's an orca. It's a bad defense. It doesn't look like an orca. Well, I don't know it's what it is. It's not a good orca. It's supposed to be an orca. Um,. Let's start with what expectations are in Vancouver for this team. Too high. Too high, yes. Considerably, I would say this is the team where I think the fan base thinks they're better than they are more than any other team in the NHL. They think Quinn Hughes is already in the Norris Trophy conversation. Okay. Hmm. Elias Pettersson, I can understand the excitement about that. Brock Besser is one of my favorite players in the NHL. Jacob Markstrom? He's been a goalie prospect, I feel like, since Forever. 1935. <laughs> when he first broke in, goalies didn't wear masks. Also, also speaking of goalie prospects since like 1935, Thatcher Demko. <laughs> He's the future. He knew that, right? He's Jacob Markstrom's uncle, I think. <laughs> Thatcher Demko, that is a great call. He has been... He's been a prospect for 17 years. <laughs> um, yeah, goaltending is an issue. Mm-hmm. Their ability to draft, I don't think. I, I think that's almost underrated outside of Vancouver. But their ability to put pieces around the guys they've drafted is borderline negligent. Well, yeah, I mean they're great at putting pieces around them. They're just always the wrong pieces. Yes, yes. Uh, I guess I should have like. Specified. It's like they opened up the wrong puzzle box and they're trying to make it fit. And by by getting bad yeah, defensemen, like letting Elvis Presley design your team. Yeah, like he did Graceland, which is just a hot mess. That's a very obscure Graceland reference. Yeah, well, have you been to Graceland? No, I have not. It's like, imagine someone with no taste and you gave them a lot of money. Okay. There you go. I can picture that. Um, so it, that's Jim, my Jim Benning comparison, I guess. You made you just made Jim Benning into Elvis. Yeah. That's an interesting comparison. There you go. It really is like those toys where you have, like, you have to fit the square peg in the square hole, and, and Jim Benning's just there beating a triangle in with a hammer, basically. Pretty much. Getting Besser where they got him was a great pick. Look, they have three really good players that they drafted. And Pedersen, Besser, and Horvat. Now that Horvat for Schneider trade looks amazing. Yeah. Which they got killed for at the time, even by me. So you I used that to one, be but, the world's biggest Corey Schneider fan. But I was also the world's biggest Bo Horvat fan, so that was a tough one for me. Do you have a Bo Horvat jersey? No, but if someone wants to send me one, I will wear it. Okay. <laughs> Would you just put it on over your Ric Flair shirt? Okay, let's talk yes. about this blue line for a moment and get you guys off to. this bizarre thread you're on right now. <laughs> We're um, just I haven't talked about my story. favorite player yet. My, my, <laughs> I can't quit Sven Barchi. Sven Barchi. <laughs> I feel yeah, okay. those, those goal scorers and juniors, like Sven Barchi and like Hunter Shinkirk, wherever he is now, whatever European league he's probably playing in. Can't you know Sven guys. didn't play for Halifax, right? I know. Okay. He's a Hunter Shinkirk. I know, but I'm just saying this Martin really... Martin Furk did. We talked about him in the pre-show. <laughs> This blue line? Yes. Yeah. Uh, aside from Quinn Hughes being a Norris Trophy candidate, apparently. How do you feel about this blue candidate. line? Candidate. Tyler Myers. I like Tyler Myers. I like Tyler Myers, too. Prefer him on my I second pairing? like like Tyler Myers, yeah. but I like yeah, Tyler I like Myers. Him. Alex Edler. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. That would be an awesome second pairing. Like, if that was your second pairing, I would be like, wow, that's a... Well, but you've you got Quinn shape. Hughes. I mean... 
pressing for a Norris Trophy can- candidacy. Like Quinn so. Hughes, but again, expectations for these yes. guys coming. Like, That's the problem. I, people are going to be disappointed. For a 19-year-old defenseman yes. breaking into the NHL. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is Ole Ulevi on the Thatcher-Demko plan? <laughs> Ole Ulevi and Jordan Subban are probably on that same plan. What, what Ulevi was supposed to be one of the top... He was one of the top picks in that draft, but he was supposed to be like, look out, this guy might end up being the best defenseman in this draft, and I don't know where he is now. He's somehow only 21. He's also aging backwards, that's true. That was the draft... <laughs> Benjamin Button. Yes. That's, that's, that's the uh, the Finnish version of it. Um, he was the Austin Matthews draft, right? 2016, yeah. He was the... Chikrin and all the... Fifth okay. overall. Yeah. Yeah, Matthews line A, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Jesse Pugliarvi, and Ole Ulevi. Who went and after Matthew Ulevi? Matthew Kachuk and Clayton Keller. Yeah, I remember. I remember the Kachuk, Kachuk slipping to six because yeah. I remember the Coyotes being like, "Wait a minute, he might still be there at seven. And yep. then Calgary swooped in, of course, because that's what Calgary does. It's probably worked out for everyone, but Edmonton and Vancouver. Yeah, that's mm. typically the way these things go. Sergachev won a couple picks later after that to Montreal. Um, what are you looking for from Elias Pettersson in year two? I mean, he ran away with Rookie of the Year so quickly last year that it was. There was no drama in the second half of the season or at the awards show. Uh, stay healthy and thirty goals and a point per game is what I'm hoping. I mean, he had twenty eight, sixty six, and seventy one. I think if you're looking for a progression, I think he can get. There's no reason he can't be. If he stays healthy, he can't get thirty goals. Like he's got a good yeah. enough shot for that. He should be in thirty goal, eighty point player. Yeah, he's going to need him to be. He's a superstar. So is that where the the playoff expectations are coming from? Because the numbers Jamie just threw out there would be. Another step for Pedersen in year two. So there's no sophomore slump or anything. And I don't think he'll have one. But, I mean, they missed the playoffs last year with him being great, incredible. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like, Besser was, I mean, again, you're hoping Besser and Pedersen play more time. But, I mean, Besser played 69 games. He didn't play 40. Like, I think people are over-exaggerating how much time both those guys missed. Yeah, that's true. I think that's a big thing. I mean, Bo Horvath played all 82 games. The issue is, is where's the help coming behind those three guys? Like where I mean, Tanner Pearson doesn't deserve to be on your top line if he's playing. I mean, JT Miller I like, but I don't love. Michael Furland, Sven Barchi, Jake Vertanen. They're fine. Let's bring up Sven Barchi They're again. Fine. Yeah. They finished nine. Most of Louis Erickson points out of a playoff spot last year, but you have to remember that ninety points doesn't typically get you in. Right. That was a weird year in the I West. I could see them progressing, getting more points this year, but I don't see this as a playoff team. I just don't see this as a playoff team. Don't say that in Canada. I think they're being mm-hmm. overhyped. Uh, Michael Furlan, JT Miller. Does that do anything for you? It's, they're fine. I mean, yeah. they're fine depth players, but is, is it going to elevate you? I don't know. Okay, well then let's close on this then. If they don't make the playoffs, is that it for Jim Benning? What What is the manner of their missing the playoffs? Are they at 81 points or are they... I mean, let's just assume they had the same points they, from last year. Let's say they finished 87. So they they move up six points, but okay. they miss the playoffs by six points, let's say. If I'm being realistic, I'm saying that's progress. Okay. But what is? But are so, they being realistic in Vancouver? Not in Canada. <laughs> Look, I don't think Jim Benning's done a good... Uh, it's, it's so weird. It's, it's It's so weird because the drafting has been so good. And the free agent moves have been so, so bad. And bad in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. bad were... Yeah, mm-hmm. like, everybody knows it's terrible yeah, as you're doing it. hindsight. Yeah. 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 Like the, or like the Louis Erickson trade, which was, a, which was dumb from the second that they did it. Like, just, there's just a lot of things that... But again, it comes from misplaced expectations. No team has hurt themselves more for misplaced expectations than the Vancouver Canucks over the last few years. 
Maybe Chicago. Well, they did manage to no, trade Chicago Eric, over the Eric last Branson. 10 years. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Craig. You I don't even have a duck. No, so I don't. I took advantage of I, that. I don't have a duck, so you can't, you can't say things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the Anaheim Ducks? Speaking of ducks, see, this is what I do is I provide segues. Well, I wish we had and a, show notes I wish, and coffee. I, w- I wish we had a segues. Jamie, you? Um, I mean, I provide my glowing personality. Mm-hmm. And I edit and most of it. shirt. Yes, which I, I think is probably a net negative for the show, but let's not talk about it because I don't want my feelings to be Absolutely, it's a net <laughs> negative. We don't have to debate that. My role is to just sort of edit out most of what Jamie says in post-production. I don't think the Ducks are going to be as bad as everybody else thinks oh, they no, are. No, they are. You want, you want to do a points bet on the Ducks because they're terrible? I want to see what... Look, I don't like the Ducks, but what did they have last year? 80 points? You think they're a 90-point team? No. Okay, I just well, People are lumping them in with L.A. Give me a number. No, they're not L.A. bad, but they're Southern California They'll be over, bad. They'll be over 80 points. Sorry. You just brush past that. Southern California I'll, I'll bad? Do, I'll do a coffee bet with you. All right. Coffee bet. So Craig buys so, one of us coffee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes. Yeah. So How does I'll, that I'll, I'll have Craig make sure he buys you coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Over, under 80. Yeah. 80. You're, you're saying... Do 80 and a half. That way we have a guaranteed winner. Okay, so that pretty so you're much... you're going under... You're saying yes. 80 or less. This is a bad... This is a really bad hockey team. I just... They're not going to get better goaltending because their goaltending was actually really freaking good and it didn't matter. I don't want to be... Hold on. I, I don't want to be on the wrong side of this where... It History? sounds like Luke's saying Anaheim is going to be a cup or playoff contender. No, you're or saying anything. they're going to be. That's what I heard in the mid '80s. I just think they're on the record. Luke says Anaheim's a playoff team. No, cup it's false. It's absolutely <laughs> false. They were the most injured. They were more injured than the Coyotes last year. And in I the just year think that in the year before that, I just year. think there's they're this a thousand years old tendency. I agree. I don't think they're good. I just think there's this tendency for people to to lump them in with the Kings because they play near each other and they're both not good. But there's a difference. The Kings are horrible. <laughs> not good. Anaheim, to me, is just average. Anaheim is a 500 team. I mean, I guess, but the Kings have two players better than anybody on the Ducks. They don't play like it anymore, though. I just... This is a bad... Okay, what, what do you like about this? Team? I don't like what, what, anything what do you, about you like? them. Well, you have to like something. To be an 85-point team, like you have Cam to like Fowler. something. I didn't say 85. Are you I a Cam Fowler Okay, even at 81, so a 500 team. 82 um, points. You have to like something. You can't I, be like, oh, this whole team sucks. I think they're going to get 82, 83 points. I like, just think there are worse teams in this. I like Silverberg. I like Raquel. I like Kasha. I like all three of those guys. Uh, they need progression from those guys. I like them too, but they need progression from them. Yeah. I, Kasha is the Kasha one that has, has to stay the, healthy. Yeah. yeah, he has to stay healthy. I don't hate their defense. No, I, mean, I don't love they it. They traded away what was a, an elite. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's Sammy Vatten and I, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I love Sammy Bob. I like Lindholm and Fowler. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I think Manson's a second pairing guy at best at this point. Like, I don't think he's anything more than that. Yeah, I like Gibson. Okay, I mean, a lot of this is coming from Gibson. Gibson. Sure, Gibson. They, they got to play better in front of him. They I do. Mean, they wore him out. But they I just wore him out. Having a goalie that's that good and having what even three guys, even if you just think it's Silverberg, Raquel. Kasha, I mean Richie. Maybe he can get you 15 this year. I, I don't know, maybe Getzlaff gets you, you know, 50 points. He almost did last year. Yeah. I just think that's a team. I, I guess let me let me word it this I, way. I, guess the I think people are saying is, they're going to be worse this year. They're not going to be worse. No, I don't think they're going to be significantly worse. But and but they might be younger. Like I want to see what Troy Terry does and Maxime Comtois and, and Sam Steele. And I, yes, the, those guys could elevate them a bit. I just don't. I just look at this team and I think I don't see where there's a ton of upside even. Like, I think not. the goaltending is going to regress slightly, which is a disaster for them. Because uh, 
Gibson was, if you look at his underlying numbers, was freaking good last yeah, no, year. He and was it, like a Vesna candidate and in they the first gave up, half. Every shot they gave up was high danger. Yeah. And I think they're going to have that happen again this year. And if he aggresses just a little bit, that's going to take away from some of the progression you're going to get from these young guys in the lineup. I just think this is about where they're going to be. Like, what I is Dallas Eakins' impact on this team? I don't even, I don't even know how to answer <sighs> that. I mean, Derek Stevens wrote a good piece on him, more personality-related and how he's, he's c- connecting with the players. Yeah. I mean, we'll but see. in terms of systems and improving defensive play, I have to wait and see. Uh, again, I, I have questions about this personnel, too. I'm not sure they're capable. He has a history of you know, coaching bad teams before in Edmonton. I mean, look, he was the guy that he was always the break glass in case of emergency option for Anaheim. Like, I mean, remember, I mean, they, they, waited, they, they put waited, him in the waited. AHL and said, you're going to be the next guy. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they kind of like, they Mike Yoed him for a yeah. little bit there. But, Ooh, I don't like that analogy. Right? But that's <laughs> the two teams that did that. <laughs> A little bit sure. different scenario, but I, I don't know. Like I just I don't see this team getting better. Did I don't you think... set the AC by the way to meat locker? Yes. <laughs> yeah. When I walked in, it was too hot, and I have a nice yeah, coffee, Freezing. so I want it. Okay, well we. Can... Oh, he's getting us into hockey. Getting us back yeah, up to hockey moves. Yeah. Season starts I'm not next sure week. Shivering sounds good on a podcast, though. Um, <laughs> Ricard Raquel's pretty consistently a mid thirties goal guy, and last year he had eighteen. So I do think there's some bounce back there. About Getzloff, I think he's still productive. I mean. His, his he's on not going to be a 100-point guy. His on-paper production looks a lot better than his on-ice production. Like, if you yeah. watch Ryan Getzloff play, you're like, oh, boy, it, it's over. Yeah. But he somehow finds his way into 15 goals and 50 points. He's kind of like a poor man's Joe Thornton at this point. Oh, I'd much rather have Joe Thornton. Yeah, I know. But yeah. I'm just saying that's why he's the poor man's Joe Thornton and not the rich really man's poor man. Joe Thornton. Well, but he's still, I mean, still going to give you double-digit goals and probably about 50 points. Even last year he did that. Yeah, unless he drops off. Like we have seen these precipitous drops for guys that age and that banged up. I don't know. I just I think there's there there are too many things that can go wrong for this team and very few things that can go right. That I'm just gonna. I think I'm feeling pretty safe saying last year is about what they're gonna do. And that's an excellent segue to the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> How is Connor McDavid's health? That is the biggest question surrounding this team because if it's not a plus, well. I don't still don't think they have a chance, oh. but they have zero chance without Connor McDavid. If he misses more than three games, they're screwed. Um, but they <laughs> did get rid of Milan Lucic. That <laughs> applause. Do we have an applause drop? Oh no, we don't have drops. Not on this show. No. Thank you, Jamie. I can insert that one of you singing the ASU fight chant if you want. They, they got rid of Milan Lucic somehow, and which makes another contract. Without question, the worst contract in the, the <laughs> NHL now. Although, to be right? fair, they took on somehow more cap to do it. But they got a guy who I think could bounce back. Yeah, I, think talk about. I think James Neal's Neal going to yeah. get a chance to really bounce back, especially considering who he's going to play with. Former 40-goal scorer in this league. Now, he did that playing, I believe that was with Malkin in Pittsburgh. But yeah. whatever. If he's going to play or, with Conor McDavid. Or Dreisaitl's more like Malkin than McDavid is anyway. I mean, I don't know if the style of play necessarily matters. It's just the elite talent level. But Okay, so now we've do, discussed do, the two good players on the do, Edmonton Oilers. Well, before you get off those guys. Possibly three. Do you so. think Tippett's going to split those guys up mostly, or is he going to play Dreisaitl on the wing on the top line? <sighs> I would think he would split them up more often than not, but I don't think he's afraid to put them together. Yeah, it could be the nuclear option, but you have to balance your lines. Yeah, and, you put them together in power really play. really hard to balance these lines. Isn't the nuclear it's option... Not as hard as it is to balance your pairs. Wasn't that Peter Chiarelli's nickname for a while as a GM? <laughs> um, I, Edmonton got better. I mean, we've made fun of them on this show for years, and they deserved every word that we gave them, and probably more that we didn't get to give them. But the bottom line is, whether the Oilers are a playoff contender this year or not, they have... 
the best player in the world when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. They have Drysaddle's a top ten player in the world. Yes, uh, any given year, sometimes top five or uh, maybe like top seven. I would say um, they significantly upgraded at coach. Mm-hmm. They got rid of. Milan Lucic. They added James Neal. I'm not going to say they have a new GM. Yeah, new GM. <laughs> they are definitely better now than they were a year ago. To me, this is a team that is worrisome if you are like the Coyotes trying to make the playoffs. You don't want to play them because of the top level talent, but this blue line is awful. And their goaltending is awful. And their bottom six is awful. But that's like, where Tippett's good. You, look, I, I get it. I get it. And this is, this is, but. He always had a solid defensive core that was made better by the system. This is a really, really... This defensive core does not compare to what the Coyotes' defensive core when Tippett was here. I, I agree. agree with that completely. And I think yeah, that's, that's the biggest difference to that's me. That's a problem. Like, yes, he made it work in the bottom six because they didn't need to get for much of them. I know they had, like, Dave Moss in there. and like, I mean, But it's really, like, it's really bad. Hey, and he's reunited with Sam Gagne, though, the first yes. time around that sure went so well. That, yeah. I just meant more so the, the depth up front. He will get as much as is humanly possible out of these guys that aren't on those top They'll two They'll play lines. with a heck of a lot more structure. Yes. Yeah. You can the, bet the structure on will be good. But I mean, the blue line, the goaltending, is just not... Mm. Like the Mike Smith that's here now is not, not even the Mike Smith that you thought you were getting when he came from Dallas. No, he may have Tampa, one more... Like, Tampa, I guess, at that time. He may have one more burst in him. He may have a month where he just goes a off. Month. Okay. But, I, I yeah, not some saying a whole season. No. Yeah. But, I mean, if no. we've discussed this before. There's also a lot of potential for him to look around at the six defensemen in front of him and, and just lose it because he was losing it when he had good defense yes. in front of him. When he went to Edmonton, I texted him and said, back with Tippett, and he sent me a shrug emoji. That was his <laughs> response. <laughs> At least he didn't verbalize shrug emoji like Jamie. Yeah. Oh, giant shrug emoji. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Mm. Okay. Um, sorry. Which rookie defenseman will play for this team? Doesn't matter. No. They, they need a lot of help back there. They need a lot of help back there. Evan Bouchard, Philip Broberg, they get... These are these are young guys. These are young guys. I don't. I don't it's going to take a little time here. It's going to take a little time. Let's go back to James Neal for a second. Okay. What, what do you think they realistically could get from him? If you get twenty goals from him, well, I think you will get twenty goals yeah. from him. I think you can get more. That's a a pretty big jolt up front. Yeah. And the fact that they, if they had just found a way to buy out Milan Lucic, we would have all applauded that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now you add a guy that. I'm not going to be able to pull up his stats because we have dial-up here, apparently. Well, he had seven goals last year yeah. in Calgary. He just, I mean, talk about a guy that did not fit. He yeah. wins the Kevin Shattenkirk Award for last yeah. year, not fitting with a new team. Yeah. Um, but if you get if you get nothing and he's not, you know, you just you end up you're not You're going to get more it. than you're going to get from Lucic. So yeah. there's there's no risk there. But if he plays with Dreisaitl or McDavid, or he's going to get 25 goals. He's at least yeah. not going to slow your team down. No. So, I don't know. Keep an eye on Edmonton. Um, not... It would be a remarkable story. If he got them to the playoffs, would it be that remarkable? I think it would. I yeah. mean, I know they have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but this is a bad team otherwise. This is a bad team. And we saw that. We saw it. We saw proof of it over an entire season. It's not like they've changed that much, right? I mean, you, you can talk about the GM and the coach. Yeah. Those are the biggest changes. Yeah. I mean, you can't talk about James Neal being a major change to your roster. How about this, though, with James Neal? Last thing on him. How many times prior to last year in his career did he score less than 20 goals in a season? Well, like, didn't one? he have seven straight seasons of 20-plus? He never scored less than 20 goals in a season. Well, and the uh, even his rookie is, year, he scored 24. If you look at having him replace Lucic, Lucic scored six goals last year and 20 and points. And I don't even know how he got six. Didn't he have zero the year before yeah, or, something, or one like, the year before? 
it's going to be an improvement just being on the ice. Pretty consistently but, about 27 goals per season. So We'll see. Maybe you get 20 from Chase on again. Like, I mean, there's, there, there's, there's a lot of things there. But I just, I don't know. There's just, I, I think depth is really where you make your noise, and they don't have it anywhere Absolutely. on the ice except down the middle. I, I miss Peter Chiarelli, though, because now the, the Oilers aren't a joke anymore. Now they have, I mean, they, they have two of the best centers in the game if they want to play them that way, and they have a coach that, that typically gets more out of his players than than most coaches do. And they have a GM. I mean, Ken Holland's got the toughest job in the world right now because he immediately steps in with pressure because how many how many years are we going to go into Connor McDavid's career before he actually makes a significant run? I'm trying to, but this is this year five? Mm. Year four? 15 draft, so... So, 15, 16... He's played four This will be his fifth year, yeah. yeah. I mean... God, that's crazy. By year five, Crosby and Ovechkin were making deep runs. I think Crosby had a cup, or he was had at least been in a cup at that point. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely, at that point. So, you're, I mean... His first year was the post lockout. Yeah, so if yeah, you're talking... You talk about star players like that, yeah. The, the Blackhawks had the same situation where Taves and Kane were, were making runs yeah. by that time, and... Austin Matthews is clearly going to... Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that team won the Cup. In fact, I might pick them to win the Cup this year. You made fun of me when I said I was going to pick them like two weeks ago. make fun of you. It was probably Jamie. Yeah, I was, was probably looking at me. you, but talking okay. to Jamie. Okay, actually. That's my move. I don't make fun of you, Luke. All right. You Your face. <laughs> On yeah. the air. Yeah, only in the group thread. Okay. Consistently. In the what? The group thread, yes. Yeah, the group thread. Um, Let's wrap up on a high note. Okay. The Kings. The LA Kings. Uh, The forgotten team uh, of the NHL. Marijuana is legal in California, so Uh, that's what you meant. They did change their logo officially. Did they? To To what? Basically this. Did you guys took the A off their logo? Did you get the email? Big L? <laughs> that's good stuff. Wow, that's Jamie's. Every once in a while, every once in a while, I'll break out one. But the thing that's is, why Jamie's here. When when Jamie says something that's actually funny, he doesn't realize it until we laugh. He's just like, "What? Oh, that was funny." I score like seven goals a year, but they're all game winning. Your shooting percentage is like Max Domi's was a couple years ago, where he just could not, no matter what he did, the puck wasn't going in. Um, when will Jack Campbell or Cal Peterson take over? And what happened to Jonathan Quick? I don't know. I mean, he had some he had some significant injuries, and that may be a part of it. But he's not. He's he's, he's, he's terrible. I, I asked if he is he is he done as an elite goalie? Uh, is I he mean, done is as he a done goalie? As a goalie? Yeah. yeah, like he's terrible. Yeah, like I don't know how we got to this point that he's this bad. This will be an interesting season to watch for that transition. Only four years left on the deal, though. That's good. What can uh, Todd McClellan do with this team? I almost feel like this That's is punishment. You said mess. I didn't yes, want to read I your. I didn't want to plagiarize your notes. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, if you're Todd McClellan, he's had such a weird path, right? Because San Jose was doing well, they just didn't win the cup. Mm-hmm. And they he still was, haven't. He was the coach when they got to the cup, mm. and then he gets banished to Edmonton, and the GM. A no win situation him. there. Now a no win situation here. But here it's, I mean, here there's at least no pressure because you don't have really much of anything. And you get to live in L.A. Yeah. That's true. I don't feel that bad for him. But the entire defense is coming off the books next year, except Dowdy, and Alex, Alec Martinez has one more year after the season. So they're going to completely overhaul the blue line, and they should. Which they need to. Uh, the goalie situation, like Craig said, you have Jonathan Quick sign. It's not a horrible cap hit, I guess, but for what you're getting from him. It's a horrible cap hit for a guy that's going to get you 88% save percentage. Yeah. I mean, you're paying him $5.8 million a year, which is about $5.7 million too much. Yeah. Peter DeBoer was the coach, by the way, uh, when they. Oh, you're right. They, when they, they went to the. But okay. anyway, yeah. Just to correct ourselves, to, we, uh, we make all kinds of mistakes. To so. correct Luke, well, yeah. to correct one of the probably the 
dozen mistakes we've already made on this show. Just the one, the yeah. one mistake I made is the only correct. I so suppose. how happy are they that they signed Kovalchuk? Like They're super happy ecstatic, or yeah. <laughs> um, seriously? What do you what are you thinking you might get from him this season? I mean, look at mm. your, your highest. You should still get twenty goals. Your highest paid players up front are Kopitar, who's signed $10 million a year for the next five years and just doesn't look like the same yeah, guy. Yeah, he's, I don't know. Like, that was one of the ones where he was arguably the second best player in hockey for a while and then just stopped. Kovalchuk, Dustin Brown, Jeff Carter, Tyler Toffoli, Alex Iafalo. Those are your top six. Was that paid. when he was behind Claude Giroux? Yes, when Claude Giroux uh, was when the Claude best. Giroux was better than uh, Sidney Crosby? When yeah. Claude Giroux was declared the best player in the world, that was the year LA won the cup, right? And I believe I so. Philadelphia never made it past the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, they're, it's bad. Tight. It's really, really, really. This really, is the really, most really scorched earth team in the NHL, other than Ottawa, who's barely a team. And what about Jeff Carter? I mean, a, a really good player when he plays, still. But is he going to stay healthy? Uh, can he stay healthy? I, I and at his age, uh, we saw, we saw the first major, major step back last year. I mean, he yeah. played seventy six games last year and only had thirteen he's goals. Banged up too, so it's hard to judge even but, that. But. But that's just, part of the problem with this team. That is the problem with this team. They're old. Yeah, they're, they're old and they're slow, and they don't even look s- interested anymore. They were yeah. slow by design too. The, the disinterest too, like Copert- Drew Doughty in particular. Yeah. Nobody looks more disinterested. Like he should be playing better than he is, I, and he's more talented than. I want to give playing, him the but, credit that it was just a down year, and you you get exposed on defense when your team around you is horrible. But it really, ever since he got that big contract, he seemed to look around and be like, "Yeah, my team's bad. I've won two cups. I'm making eleven million a year, and I live in L.A." Right. Yeah, well, he made so, that decision. He could have gone elsewhere. No, but I'm just saying that that's that. Well, maybe is he's good with that. A recipe for I'm making getting eleven a million living in L.A. Yeah, forget the other pieces. No. So, what is the Kings' realistic five-year future? I, I mean, is there anybody on this team you can even trade to a contender at the deadline? N- not because they're cap hit. Yeah. Yeah. So no. So you're just you're stuck with this. You've yeah drafted this is what it is. players. <laughs> I don't even know how else to say it. I mean, I didn't hate their draft. Alec Martinez, right-handed defenseman. That's a guy. A reasonable contract. Okay. Yeah, you, you could move him, I guess. That's a guy I'm surprised they haven't moved already. Maybe move him at the deadline or something. Two years left, $4 million. Yeah, put him, put him on a second deal. pairing. That'd be... But I, I don't... Like, I'm looking at their prospect system. Hmm. It's not great. They have Martin Furk. Uh, Furk. They got Alex Turcott this year, which... Yeah. Where they got him at five seemed like a pretty, pretty good uh, value. And they got uh, Kaliev in the second round, who was one of those guys. I mean, I haven't seen him play very much. but Such a wide array of opinions on him. Yeah. But he was one of those guys that's like, oh, this guy could be a top 10 pick in the draft. They got him at 33, right. so maybe they... fall out of the first round, which, yeah. which he did. Happened. And at that point, there's really no risk taking him. And if mm-hmm. he ends up being a top 10 player from the draft, that'll help the Kings immensely. But they... Speaking of guys who scouts said often look disinterested. Yeah. <laughs> So he should fit right <laughs> He'll in. He'll fit right in, yeah. <laughs> By the way, did you know the ninth mo- highest paid forward cap hit-wise on the Kings right now was Mike Richards? <laughs> That's why Jamie got quiet for 15 minutes. <laughs> he was doing the math on Mike Richards. Uh, Jordan, or not Jordan Stahl. Who was, uh, who was the Stahl that they used to... Not Oh, the bad Stahl, Jared. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the really bad the Stahl. The bad Stahl. <laughs> and next year, their, high, their second highest paid He defenseman. wasn't a Stahl, he was a Stahl, I And guess. next year's second highest paid defenseman is Dion Phaneuf. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, it's not great. They it's not, it's not what you want. Why Ugh. do teams suddenly feel the need to self-destruct after winning a cup now? Yeah, I don't know. I, that's a the good Black question. Model. That's, a, that's a good story right there. Yeah, it really is. Why? Why? Yeah. You can yeah. trail off gracefully, mm-hmm. or you can do what the Kings and the Blackhawks did. And the Penguins. Yeah, but the Penguins, well, okay. they won two in a row. Brandon Tatum? Yeah. No, I'm not. And, but, <laughs> Maybe we could talk about them <laughs> again in two years. They had 100 points last so year, ugly. though. The, the, LA the, might not have 100 points over the next three years. The Blackhawks, in fairness, 
won the division that year. They got swept by Nashville in the first yeah. round. They had the best record in the Western Conference. Okay, and, they're a and then they got swept in the first round. And then, well, it's really been bad since but they then. sold off their pieces. But it's because it's not even these teams getting old, like the Red Wings, where they just they kept hanging on, but all their guys were a thousand, fifteen years old. Yeah, all these other teams, like their stars, were still the same. Like. It's Fine, during the prime, and they're suddenly falling stupid off. Patrick moves. Kane's a great player. Yes. <laughs> well, the Kings don't have any Yet. great players anymore. I, no. I, Kopitar is... Mike Richards, man, six years they got to pay him still. Yeah. Six years, and Dion Phaneuf for four more years. Doesn't it feel like with Kopitar, he's one of those players that if he's on a good team... He'll turn it up? Yeah, or just he, he does so many little things that help a team that if you're a good team, you notice it. Like, oh, look at look, what Kopitar's doing in the playoffs, and he's the reason they won game six of the series or something. When you're on just a trash team, that stuff goes unnoticed. I, I'd still have hope for him if he wasn't playing with Dustin Brown and Iofello, but he is. And he's not going anywhere. They're not trading him. Nobody's trading for that cap hit. Like, it's, just, it's not happening. No. Are you ready for uh, listener questions? Oh, yes. There's a lot of them. Starting with Mike, let's play a game. Braden points contract, fair or not fair? Of course it's fair. It's fair. It's I mean, fair. it's team friendly. It's team friendly, but I think people have to understand there's a difference in the valuation of RFA years and yes. UFA years. And none of these players that have signed these three-year deals as RFAs have given up any unrestricted free agent years, which are inherently more expensive. So these deals do look better in the short term because they're going to get paid in full. So they're going to get these $6 million deals for three years, then they're going to go get nine, ten, eleven, maybe more millions of dollars after that. This is the price. This is the, the gamble, for example, that you do that Chaika has been doing the opposite of, which is, again, they don't have a player of this caliber, but buying out UFA years at a higher dollar amount in years one, two, and three to make sure that they're going to be cheaper price in years four, five, six, and seven when you're buying out UFA years. So that's why these deals... The short-term three-year deals look out of whack compared to the seven, eight-year deals that we're seeing. I just had this out-of-body experience because I was go- scrolling through the questions ahead of us, and I looked over at one point, and Jamie was talking and waving his arms <laughs> frantically, and I know he was saying something intelligible, but I just didn't hear it. I just saw the... <laughs> it's hurtful. <laughs> well, because I thought you were talking to the listeners, and I looked over, and I was like, oh, no. A, how did Jamie get in the studio? And B, why is he talking to me? <laughs> All right. Dustin writes in. I assume you answered the question. I, I so did. We don't have I to. answered it very well, okay. actually. Now that we established last show that Craig Morgan would be the one who would care for our rescue dog, which Dustin named Goodman. This is like a, a ongoing thread now. If only Luke or the other guy were available when Craig was on vacation, who would be the best to keep Goodman alive? Well, me. I mean, oh, I don't know about that. You can't even keep your ducks in a row. They're, but they're alive. You left them. In, do are they? Yes. How and would we know? You this. You, you can look at this show. Where is your empirical evidence right very, now? Very. You they're want alive. proof of life on a stuffed duck? Yes. Okay. Craig cares for a cowbell. I care for five ducks. Jamie is left to do nothing. Well, no, so I care cra- for a family. Luke. Yeah, Craig cares for a family. I and don't good care about anybody. And two dogs. Yes. Jamie doesn't care about anybody. Yeah. So that answers your question. By the way, Justin Falk was traded. Oh. While we were talking? During this podcast, yes. Oh, at least Where's he's he not going after. To St. Louis. Okay. Well, that's or interesting. Fifth round pick, Joel Edmondson, and a prospect, Dominique Bach. And I think uh, I just saw Elliot Friedman tweet that they've already signed Justin Falk. Oh, okay. I, I like, like that. that for St. Louis. Yeah, I do. Okay. Go for it. Why not? I mean, I know you just won last year, but the West is down. I, I don't think St. Louis can I, I win think, it again, but I think they can get push. back. Yeah. You think because they can? Of the, yeah, because of the West. Like, that, that's the thing to me. Like Seven years for Justin Falk with the Blues. Oh, that's a lot. $6.5 million <sighs> cap it. Okay. <sighs> like, I don't mind the number. Seven, Seven years is a term, long time. Terms a little bit. But, like, are, you, are they, I mean, they could be the second best team in the West. 
Yeah. yeah. I just don't think they're going back after having just done it last year. No, it's going to be tough. But again, I think the path of the conference final is really not that hard for them. I, I no. do think somebody's going to step up this year that we know. Probably. We just look I at mean, it. Probably. You mean Dallas or Colorado? I would hope it's Colorado, not Dallas. Uh, Dangle Snipe Belly. It's a good question. Removing Edmonton from the scenario, which Pacific Division team <laughs> suffers the biggest drop-off if their best player were to be hurt? Oh, I, mean, I just took away the easy answer. Yeah, that's oh. why he did that. Yeah, I knew that. Um, I would really say good question. which Western Conference or Pacific Division? Pacific. Pacific my, Division. my first instinct is Calgary if they didn't have Johnny Gaudreau because they have so much further to drop than a team like Vancouver. Vancouver without Elias Pettersson yeah. is miserable. But how far can they really drop? Uh, Chicago's an interesting one. But they're not in the Pacific. Yeah, but they're not in the Pacific Division. Oh, yeah. The West. My bad. Uh, Yeah, Chicago would be miserable without Patrick. San Jose? Yeah, Yeah, it's hard because there are a lot of teams that are already bad in the Pacific. So there are not a lot of candidates here. San Jose already lost its. Well, it's. Well, now now Luz. They lost Carlson. Let's see, Luz Couture. That's or, now that four groups now very like yeah you're playing harder on the top line but then it's not a lot they else. They have other pieces though because you could make a case that Carlson's their best player or Couture's their best player or Burns isn't their best player but he's right up there. I mean I think all of them are in that case. I mean Calgary. I mean yeah it's probably Goudreau but Monahan and Chuck and so is it Vancouver? Yeah, because Vancouver might just fall off a cliff without Elias Pettersson. Yeah, it'd be like sixty points. And if the Coyotes didn't have Oliver, that would. That would be a problem, too. What about Vegas without Flurry? Does it matter? <laughs> yeah. Vegas without a goalie would, yeah, would matter. I mean, that's interesting. Um, but I don't think he's their best player, though. Glad we didn't answer that question. Let's move on. Yeah. We named every team in the division, mm-hmm. though, yeah, except L.A. And, and Who's um, L.A.'s best player? They don't have one. Which uh, This is from Seth. Which player do you expect to be the most improved, not necessarily reflected on the score sheet, on the Coyotes? Um, yeah, let's just go with on the Coyotes. Um... So, I'll give this answer because I think you typically lean toward a young player in this case, but I still think Derek Stepan has a lot more to offer than he did last year, and he had a lot more to offer in that year. In year one, I just think it didn't show up as much. I mean, I can't remember his first year here, but uh, what the exact number was, but he's always like he, in the fifty something. He range. passed to he passed to so many guys that hit the post. It was like a running joke for a while. Yeah, I mean, it was so it was like that. So I would think he who really did not make any impact on the score sheet last year, I think he has a significant room to improve this year just by bouncing back. I think I'm going to go with very... Clayton Keller. Are you? Yep. I really like the way he's looked in the preseason and camp. I think he's had a really good camp. Um, I'll go with Chikrin, just because this is the first year where I think you can look at him and say, like, okay, now it's, now it's time to take a step forward. You're healthy. Um, you missed 30 games last year. Injuries have just been such an issue. But I think if he could stay on the ice, it doesn't have to be all 82 games, but if he can play... 75 games this season. I think we're going to see him take a significant step forward. One other player that you would hope is Christian Fisher. If he can establish himself as a presence in front of the net, uh, because if he gives you another season like he did last season, then I don't know what his future is in Arizona. What was the verb? Bounce back or step forward or? Um, Hold on. Most improved. Most improved. Okay. Okay, Todd and Phoenix. We didn't do the other teams, but. That he asked for Coyotes and non-Coyotes, I believe. Well, he said Coyotes slash in the division. Yeah, okay. Um, Todd and Phoenix, okay, now that you've predicted everything about the upcoming season, tell us which current NHL head coach is most likely to be unemployed on January 1st. What, also, what are the odds that coach is Rick Tockett? I would, it's not going to be Rick Very Tockett. Very low. No. He, they would have to be 0-40 at that point. 
Um, yeah. Although if they are 0-40, I think yeah. at that point his seat would be hot. I, I won't make it to 0-40. <laughs> I would say any coach that's 0-40 this season, I'm going to just go ahead and say flat out isn't mm. going to make the, uh, mm. the, the two, so on 2020. Jan- so in-season firing, huh? So basically first coach fired, is that what we're looking uh, at? I think Bruce Boudreaux is a high, high I, probability. I, I would put him on that list. Let's, let's look at start dates. Hey, here's one. Paul Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> He's not yeah, I mean, yeah, Paul Maurice is in Winnipeg. Very much in that conversation. Um, yeah. I mean, the most, the longest tenured coach in the NHL is John Cooper. Remember when there was talk about him getting fired two years ago? Let's talk about him getting fired right after the postseason, didn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it? When we're talking about longest tenure now, it's 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 absurd. When we're, we're talking about the guys that have been ago. around the longest, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, what about John Tortorella? What is Columbus going to do this year? Is, is he going to blow his top and force a firing? Maybe in the offseason. Because he's so angry. Can't Jeff wait. Blaschel in Detroit? Bla- Blaschel's an interesting one. I mean, yeah. they haven't given him enough pieces, but no. that team's been but bad. There's expectations that that team's going to take a step forward, too, and I don't get it. Well, they also this is a team that needs their forwards to continue to progress. They just kind of, some of them have, some of them haven't. Who's the most forgotten team in the NHL right now for you guys? It's Detroit, I think. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. For a team Which with that amazing. much prestige? Yeah, yeah. It's they're just not they're an afterthought. Like people keep trying to pretend Buffalo's a thing, but nobody's but, even trying to pretend Buffalo's Detroit. such a disaster that that you remember Buffalo. You know what I mean? And they had that little run for like two weeks last year that was cute, and they were like, "Oh, look at us, we're amazing." And then they I don't know if they won a game after that, and that was like November. But and maybe it's maybe if you live on the East Coast, it's L.A. because they're very forgettable at this point too. But Detroit is just like it's, I do think so. All I think of when I think of Detroit is oh, that, that's a nice house. No, all you think, nice house. think yeah. of Detroit is yeah. that the Little Caesars pizza they serve you in the arena is different than That's the other Little too. Caesars yeah. pizza. The bread in Little Caesars is, first of all, the buffet line is long. It's very long. It's like 50 yards long. It's crazy. And the pizza's waiting for you at the end. Mm. That sounds delightful. That's not, I love that. Uh, Loyal Sif, who's going to be the biggest disappointment in the Pacific this year, and why is it still Edmonton? <laughs> I think it's going to be Vancouver because of expectations. Ditto. But... If there's there's one team that's a what we think is a good team that has the highest level of being a disappointment, Calgary. let's call let's call yeah, let's call it the Winnipeg Award. It would be Calgary. Yeah. Because of their goaltending. I think they could fall off and yeah. surprise some people with a fall yeah, off. I don't think that they will miss the playoffs, but of all of the good teams, like I think they have a much higher chance to miss the playoffs than Vegas does. Or even San Jose at this point. I have one more from really you think Calgary is more I think Calgary's a better team than San Jose, but they have a but lower more floor. likely. Okay. Uh, Todd in Phoenix has one more. Speaking of regression to the mean, given that this is episode 219, while well, he remembered the episode number, and the Ducks arrived about 10 episodes ago, what point in a season that has so far featured little but negligent parenting will Craig return to shouting, where's your duck? Well, well it turns hey, out you'd be happy happened. 20 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> We've answered your question with actions instead of words. Uh, I haven't read Gertrude von Lichtenstein's question yet, but I'm just going to oh, read it. I think it. it's good. Live. Okay. Uh, I could let you down and ask you something like, what's your favorite color? Purple. Because you're all used to that by watching Arizona sports. So would you rather watch all of Ottawa's games this season from start to finish or go see the movie Cats opening weekend? Oh, So I thought about that. I thought about this. I saw this question come in last night. Oh, So I saw the trailer for Cats in, in the movie theater. Don't try and build this up in any way. I yeah. turned to my girlfriend and said, there's not a chance I'm ever going to go see this weekend. He just wanted to mention he has a girlfriend. I will watch. No, I will. I have nine wives. I don't even need to mention the girlfriend or however many wives <laughs> I have. You probably shouldn't have mentioned nine the girlfriend, wives, actually. Nine lives. Yeah, yeah, nine wives, nine lives. <laughs> I, I would watch every second nine happy of wives, every nine Ottawa Senators lives. game from now to the end times before I ever watch that Cats Yeah, because you at least really. get to see the other team that's playing yeah, Ottawa. Yes. Taylor Swift does not. 
No, extend. Not, to, not. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer? No, I, I can't. You I haven't. Heard. Oh, I am scarred. Even I've seen the trailer. No, no. I mean, like, I'm not being over dramatic. Like, the the trailer came on completely unexpected. Was not prepared, and I don't think I'll ever be the same person ever again. There's not a chance I'm watching that. Well, I mean, on the surface, that doesn't sound like what a bad thing. What was it that disturbed you about this trailer? Everything. Okay, come on, be more specific. So, no, I'm with Jamie. It was just disturbing. That's, I, that's like the player that says, I can't really put it into words. My, my follow-up question is, try. <laughs> Th- them superimposing people's faces and then contouring them to these cats is so mentally disturbing. Like, it doesn't look... Like if it was animated, it look natural. if it was animated, it'd be like, oh, okay. It doesn't look natural. These people dressed up, as but it's cats creepy. Look natural. It's <laughs> dressed up as cats. They looks, are cats. Yeah, no, it's. I yeah, it's you need creepy. to watch this afterwards. No, I, we're not watching this. No, no, I'm Craig not watching needs the trailer. To watch the trailer. I'm leaving the room. No way, I'm watching this. I don't do musicals anyway, and this thing looks like an abomination. I don't you don't ca- do musicals, but I don't you care can if reference they a lot still think them. it's going to ruin her career. I don't care if they handed you hundred dollar bills as you left. Taylor Swift. He had a nice pop career. It was a, a nice, nice pop, pop career. career. Lasted like ten years. Yeah, it's a good pop career. She'll be fine. It was a, a really good pop career. She's a good pop musician. Charles Sorry, Page, if you're listening, with your she reinvents herself all the time. No, that's called marketing. Other people do that for her. <laughs> what just happened? I don't know. I took a shot. <laughs> there's, at there's, Paige. There's a Taylor Swift. We had this conversation a long time ago. Well, I hope Paige is listening. Uh, she if she's not, she's not listening. I'll just edit this part and send. Jamie it to can her. just tell her about it. Yeah, she'll tell her. she'll respond. She'll she have me her on Twitter. Come in and talk about how good the Blackhawks are with Craig. It'll be outstanding and fun. Charles writes in, which divisional foe poses the biggest challenge to the Coyotes this year? And he was immediately responded to by Tony with Vegas. It's a pretty good answer. I mean, yeah, Vegas, Vegas I mean, is there the are a lot of divisional foes that will challenge them. But yes, Vegas is the best team in the Pacific. And Calgary was a terrible matchup for him last year, yeah. if you remember. So. Yeah, I did not enjoy the games against Calgary last year because it just... And there's just undoubtedly going to be a game where they put 40 shots on Mike Smith and he has a shutout. Just, it, it just It's the rules. They're just the rules. I don't make them up. It's just what's going to happen. No, he has. He will definitely. Mike Smith plays better with a chip on his shoulder, and he can definitely manufacture one in his mind that the Coyotes did him wrong or whatever yeah. for that one game. I don't know. He doesn't feel that way in real life, I don't think, but he can do it for one game, which makes him a very good competitor. He just can't do it for eighty-two games. The one thing we didn't talk about though, when Tippett went to Edmonton, is how his record will be suffered by not having to play Edmonton anymore. Yeah, that's that's fair. That is a fair point. Um, we can talk about it now if you want. No, to. we talked about okay. it. Okay, I just wanted to mention that. Rose writes in: Do you think we'll get to see the Keller, Dvorak, Garland line again? From what I can tell from the numbers, they were good in the LA portion of the split game. I'd like to get to actually watch them at some point. Jamie's. Can doing we talk it. about all those qualifiers first of all? <laughs> from what I could tell, I wish, their numbers were good in the split game, pre, split preseason game. I wish we could. Is this see Rose? Face. Yes, Rose. Oh no, we expect so much more from you. Oh. We expect so much more from you, Rose. Craig is disappointed, and he's going to be disappointed in me and Jamie. You answered your too. own question. I don't know what the lines are going to be, to be honest, at this point. I don't know. Okay. Nobody knows. Yeah, and typically we don't we don't see three people paired together long no, term. It's, 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 it's in pairs, yeah. I think Step and Keller are going to play together now. I'm getting that feeling. Um, they should. And, 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 they should. Was and that has worked. Step. That has worked. And it's very simple. We've explained this on the podcast before. Step will do the dirty work yes. and allow Keller to do what he does. And he's a better passer than people give him credit for. I, I really think Derek Step on skill again. We didn't see it in the points total last year, but he's a better player than I think. He's one. Of the, I thought he was arguably the Coyotes' best player a couple years ago. So Kessel with those two guys, yeah, yeah. Why not? That'd be good. Why not? Let's, yeah, let's that, see that, it that line because at least two of those guys will play defense. Then Schmaltz, Dvorak, and why not go? Do it, Vinny. Put Vinny on it. The Chicago Mission. Line. So much speed. The Chicago Mission. Yeah, line. I'd I'd be. I'd watch that. I'd watch that line. Yeah, they're going to be deep. 
up front. I mean, because we haven't even mentioned Kraus, we haven't mentioned Hayton. A lot of ifs, right? A lot of ifs. Richardson but, uh, and Grabner together. Yeah, yeah they, they have to play together. It's going to be a fun team, yeah. I think. I really a, do. A think lot of it. speed in that bottom nine. Yeah, like, that's 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 big where they're going to catch other teams. Other teams yeah. don't have that speed that far down I mean, the lineup. Grabner, Richardson, Hinnestrosa, Schmaltz. I mean, that's a lot. Uh, For those who don't know, Rose is a. Close friend of the podcast. Rose actually comes out to uh, our events. Rose we is call them events. events? Craig, we've had one, and our it was event? barely an event. Yeah. I guess we had two, technically, if you think way back to the Behind the Mask Day. Oh, that's true. The day. We're, Not we're, the Behind we're, the Mask Day. Friend of the, the show, day. Carl Putnam, Carl, joined us. Carl showed up, didn't he? Did. He did. That's true. Yeah. Uh, just to talk about the Capitals, though, so we yeah, had probably security. Well, yeah, but that, that's, we knew that going in. Security, yes. Can we remove him now? Yeah. I can just tell by looking in this guy's eyes, he wants to talk about somebody on the Capitals. Uh, Domsky, most likely to have a rebound season. Stepan, Goligoski, or Ranta? Stepan. I think I've already answered that. Yeah, Stepan. President of the Stepan fan club. Because I don't, you know, Ranta, are we just talking health? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's the thing. I, I mean, but even then, I think it's more likely Stepan rebounds point-wise than, yeah. I mean, Ranta's health has been a question mark for a couple of years now, so. Yeah, I don't know, what, I don't know what's going to happen with Ranta's health, but yeah, I think Stepan will bounce back with more points yeah. this year. Chris, uh, will we be seeing a late-minute edition of Patrick Marlowe in the Pacific if a team has scoring struggles? So any specific team um, is? scoring struggles and Patrick Marlowe is your solution? You didn't say it was a good solution. You said it was a yeah, solution. Twenty goals last year in, on Toronto. It's true. I mean, I could see San Jose, but I don't understand. I mean, I think if Patrick Marlowe is coming back, it's to this division. I'll give you that, right? And it's probably okay. going to be to a team in California if he does it. I don't know why he'd go to LA. Um, I don't know why he'd go to Anaheim? It's, yeah, no, well, I was just... So that's not leaving a lot of options. So basically, you wanted to say you agreed with me, but just with a lot of extra words. Got it. Yes. Well, because Craig was... I don't know what Craig's doing over there now. I think he's moved on to his... I'm his reading job. other... Uh, and somebody thinks Vancouver is going to pose the biggest problem for the Coyotes this year, the biggest challenge. So I, I don't see that. The only way that that makes sense is if you're talking about you've already established the top three in the Pacific, and you're saying that you're looking at teams that could knock them out, <laughs> then they're in that contention. Like, I think Vancouver's in that contention with Edmonton and... That's but, it. <laughs> That's it. I wasn't yeah. laughing. They're two candidates because we don't have And I guess Chicago in the Central. Oh, but okay. Maybe. But I think Arizona's better than those teams. But if, yep. that, if, if that's what you're trying to say is like, who's more likely to take that last playoff spot from them, then I get it. Um, I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing at our next question from Desert Doggies 96. Which type of forward group would you yes. prefer as a GM? Top heavy with a worthless bottom six like Edmonton, Chicago, Pittsburgh. Or deep and versatile like Vegas, Arizona, and St. Louis. Or worthless top six, but you also have a slow and boring bottom six like Minnesota. <laughs> well, whenever you have the opportunity to build your team like the Wild, you he's a do pretty it. easy answer there. <laughs> Although it is, it is a little bit nice to throw Arizona in that mix with Vegas and St. Louis in terms of forward course. But yeah, yes. but I mean, I think he's just saying it based on the the way they're yes. trying to structure. Depth, their I think depth. depth yeah, can't speak words. Words are important. So is depth. There we go. Um, AZ Hockey Nut writes in, if you were the odds man, I'm just going to let Jamie hang himself over there. <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't have to talk for a living. No, you certainly haven't been. AZ Hockey Nut, if you were the odds maker in Vegas, what would you put the odds at for Phil Kessel to hit the 400 goal mark this season? Well, that would be How tough. How many shy is he? All right, I'm oh, gonna... you mean this <laughs> in one season? Yeah. Uh, low. Uh, let me see where he is. Uh, I, For whatever reason, I haven't committed his career goal to the memory. Than shy? I would say if he hits 400 just this season, like if that's the way that question was meant to be read. So he has 357. He needs 43. He's never mm, hit 40 in a season. One percent. <laughs> he's not getting And even it. then, that he would get it, like plus 100,000. If he gets it, 
This is going to be a fun season to watch yeah. in Arizona. His I don't, career, I don't think he's getting. And I'm going to lose goals. that Galchenyuk bet if he gets it. Not not if Galchenyuk has fifty. That's true. Um, did anybody write in to take you up on your uh, bet nope, with, no. uh, with Galchenyuk or Colorado? Apparently not. How does I, it feel to just be irrelevant to the listener? I mean, I'm used to it at this point. <laughs> okay, I'm literally called the other guy. Like I'm used to it. I mean, it could be worse. I could be Matt, but. In the meantime, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, you Matt. Call that out was Matt, uncalled Matt hears for. You, really. yeah. I know that's why. Nice guy that we we see occasionally on this podcast, and there's no reason for that. No, it was uncalled no, for. Need a reason. How many does he need? Forty three goals. Forty three yes. goals. He's never scored forty goals in his career in a season. I just so, would like to remind people yeah. that Phil Kessel's, with Jenny <laughs> Phil Kessel's career high in goals is thirty seven. He's hit it twice. He had thirty six another year. Thirty four two years ago with Pittsburgh. He's big in the playoffs, but he's not a forty goal scorer. No, so if that's expect, what people are expecting. Please don't. I spent the whole offseason on very, this podcast. Very, very, very happy team if he gets to 30 this I, year. I will yes. be happy with 30. Yes. Um, I spent this whole offseason trying to temper expectations on Phil Castle. Yeah. Well, Not that I think do. he's bad, just I think people are, are overvaluing what he's going to... How have we marketing that message? How have we? <laughs> no, you. Me? Just, 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 I don't know. Just more of... I th- you on street corners? Yeah. Okay. With signs. Okay. Just petitioning on the show. He's not a 40-goal scorer. Be happy with... Twenty-five, sixty-five. Oh wow, is... we can actually wrap up the show only three hours in. If I ask this one question, if Jamie stops babbling about whatever he's talking about, <laughs> standing on the street corners. Over to be there. fair, I prompted him. Yeah, it's know, Craig's fault. fault. Uh, Mike, which player has surprisingly had a poor or less than expected camp for the Coyotes? I'm just to turn this over to Craig. I told you I don't, I don't watch preseason. Uh, stood out as I bad. I wouldn't say bad, but Nick Schmaltz has looked a little rusty, but he hasn't played in almost a year. Yeah, Monty Ranta has shown some rust. He hasn't played in almost a year. The preseason, I would say, this year is Valuable meaningful for, for the yeah, Coyotes. For those guys, yeah. those those two need to play. Yeah, Jacob Chikrin needs to play. Yeah, these are guys you're counting on. Yeah, these are not like Christian Dvorak needs to play. Christian Dvorak, by the way, has looked very good in camp in the preseason. Has. And you forget that he did not play very many games at all 20. last year. It's yeah. it's funny. We were talking about this on the the broadcast the other night, like. Everybody looks at the Coyotes and is like, okay, you're bringing back most of your same guys, and you added Phil Kessel. And that's true, except most of your guys didn't play last year. That, that's yeah. why we said all You're also season. adding Nick Schmaltz. You're also adding Christian Dvorak. Yeah, Chikrin, I mean, and we said, this on, we said this on the show. We came back in November, though, so. The biggest addition to the Coyotes is health. Yeah. Just getting their own guys back on the ice. And again, including Schmaltz, I know was they got in midseason there. But that's their biggest addition, and Phil Kessel. But, okay, so here's the guys that missed... 30 or more games. And Chikrin missed 29. So, but You can throw him in there. Okay. But, I mean, he missed 29. Um, Grabner missed 41. Yeah. Michael Grabner, too. That's right. Now, some of this, I mean, Labushkin's working his way in. He missed 41. Garland's working his way in. So, I mean, yeah, he but wasn't really miss games. No. As much as but I'm just saying, like, you didn't get 82 games of Connor Garland or yeah. Ilya Labushkin. You might not this year, either. Uh, but Jason Demers, he got, you got 35 games out of him. Dvorak, you got 20. Schmaltz, you got 17. Now, some of that, and he played in Chicago. But, I mean, there's a lot of play. And, and Ranta, obviously, too. Yeah. He missed a ton right. of games. Didn't Brad, Brad Richardson missed 16 yeah. games, didn't Richard he? Richardson missed time. Yes. Yeah. He was. He played out of his mind last year. Yeah. To to play 66 games and have 19 goals and mm-hmm. to do what he does every season on defense and special teams and whatever. So, and, yeah. 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 That's it. Only took us an hour and a half to preview the Central Division. How about the Pacific? Or the Pacific Division. And next up, we'll preview the Coyotes. (laughs) What are you, me? (laughs) All right, yeah, so next week, just Coyotes. Are we doing any predictions or anything next week before the season, or are we going to do those once the season gets going and we already see everything? I mean, I guess we can do them next week. I think we probably should, because 
we don't need an hour and a half just for the coyotes, or do we? <laughs> knowing us, knowing yeah, our listeners, we'll knowing hours. the questions. So it's gonna be our longest preview of the season. Yeah, your coyotes questions. You can start sending. Do you want them to send them in now, or do we want to wait till we actually send out the question? Whoa, 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 whoa! Okay. I don't yeah. want to have to answer a hundred questions. Yeah, let's so wait. Get a little them, bit. We get may them have ready. a guest too. We yes. may have a guest, and okay. we'll have a little bit better idea on some of the like the roster questions by the time we record the show next. Yeah, week. Yeah, we should know it. We should yeah. know the roster. So. I feel like don't bother. I kind of feel like I know the roster now. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like we do. Kind of wrote a story about it. Yeah, it was kind of obvious when they put twenty three guys on the ice. Kind of. Yeah. Is that a significant number? You think they're keeping twenty three? Oliver Ekman Larson. Yeah, I think he'll make the team. Yeah. <laughs> you think they're keeping twenty three guys? No, they're keeping twenty two. Yeah, they're keeping thirteen forward, seventy, and two goalies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Soderstrom is not going to stay. No. No. All and the we other don't guys know. that we know of. Well, we don't know where Soderstrom's going to play. No. Not yet. Either well, Sweden I, or Tucson. Yeah, I suspect they know already, but yeah, they're working out details. Well, those places are so similar. Does it doesn't yeah. really matter if he goes to sure. Sweden or That's Tucson. True. What did you compare? Uh, you, you don't want to say uh, that. No, right. I, don't, I will say I will, Of course I will <laughs> Let's say Let's wrap up the show. No, compare I, Tucson well, to I JD. So I, I, we talked about Sweden or Tucson, and I Luke said, what's the what you're about European equivalent you're a of Tucson? Person. And I said Chernobyl. Jamie's an awful person. Yeah, we know that. That's not breaking news. No, it's not. Apologies to all of our Tucson listeners. We will have Matt Lehman in next week to preview the Coyotes. Which, in that case, you can thank us all eight days from now when we have Jamie removed from the show physically. All right. For Craig Morgan and for Jamie Eisner's final appearance on the show, I'm Luke Lipinski. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hat Trick Podcast. Well, I had a good run. An okay run. No. That's it was, false. It, it, it was a run.